The Torcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Torcast. Today we're joined by Al Olson, Tor Glenn, and special guest Jason. Yeah. Uh, Jason works with Al, private investigator. Uh, so how are you guys doing today? Doing well, thank you. Doing I'm well. doing good. Now that Jason's here, I'm doing really good. Oh, great. Yeah. 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 Thank yeah. you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Something was missing last time. I'm glad you said guest after special, because... Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, spe- like spe- special. special ed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Sped. Hey, I already ed- edited out your uh, threat last week. Don't make me edit out another. <laughs> the, the, the left will start crying. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, speaking of that, the left and the vocal minority, we've talked about that many times on this podcast, but uh, it's crazy. And we have the election coming up this November, and it's a big mm-hmm. one. You know, people either hate Trump or, or love him. There's really no in between with that. Mm-hmm. Um, in my personal opinion, Glenn and I have talked off air about Joe Biden. And I, I'm with Al where I, you know, a few years back, I, if he were, if he ran instead of Hillary, I would have probably voted for him. Yeah, but absolutely. now, and it's an unfortunate fact of life as you get older, sometimes your mind deteriorates and you don't need someone like that leading the free world. I disagree. Okay. The reason I disagree is I think he has gotten older and I think he's a little slower. And I think that him being a little slower is irrelevant. It's just not a big deal. He does, he, he doesn't need to, uh, um, at 99.9% of the time, he doesn't need to think on his feet like that. What he's, what he needs to do is to be settled and to think things through. I think he's just as capable of that. Plus, it's not really true that he was ever that quick because he's had a, a stuttering problem since he was a kid. And part of his uh, managing it is to steady himself before he speaks and sometimes that's misunderstood as him not being oriented and so on i'm not denying that he has had some some bad um it wasn't appearances the it wasn't the stuttering it's more the gas that he's you know the he's stuff lot, that comes always, out of his mouth always had terrible you said terrible that. gas you said he's always yeah. oh that. Yeah. ridiculous he, 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 that's a weakness of his, his yeah. there's no doubt about it well but, and the trump campaign is playing the greatest hits sure. almost yeah. every day of his that's, gas that's so. what they're gonna do but yeah. but um i don't mean to dominate but just to make this one point, I feel that Trump is just very dangerous at this point. That's that's what I feel. I understand everything that that supporters supporters like about him. His you know pro worker, pro this. I get. I understand those ideas. You know that that he is pushing and so on. I understand their appeal. But him as a person right now, uh, I think he's dangerous, uh, out of control, and he has no. He doesn't even have a concept of uniting people. He's mm. he he picks his side and he fights and he fights and he fights. And I think that it's hurting us as a country. And you know, be quiet for a little bit. Well, yeah, before we slip away from the uh, the Joe Biden issue, I just f- figure this. This is you know this has been my uh, opinion on this since the beginning. Whoever he picks as his running mate is at some point going to be president, and I think likely before the end of uh, Joe Biden's term. It's possible. That's why I think part of the reason it's taking so long. Number one, he's probably thoughtful. He's he's very conscious, and the fact that you know he came out and said that he was going to pick a woman for a running mate early on, I thought Which was I interesting. Like. Yeah, I didn't like that. I don't like. I don't like because it, it narrows the field, but. Yeah. The, the bottom line now is, you know, with so much going on in the world, is it, this decision, you know, not just here in the United States, but everybody's watching this mm-hmm. decision. And I think when uh, the Americans go to the poll, they're really making a choice between uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden's running mate. I mean, I think, and, and you know, big that, part of it. right. And yeah. you know that had he run last time, um, I would have voted for uh, Biden in a heartbeat over Donald mm-hmm. Trump just mm-hmm. because of experience and. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of issues, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you know, this time, uh, you know, you, you hate to say that you might have to sit out an election, but depending on who he picks, you may have to sit out an election. It's it's a well, horrible this, thought. If you sit it out, you know, then you have to take responsibility for Trump being elected again. You know, partial responsibility. But you can't you know? just say, okay, don't vote for, vote for the other guy just because you hate Trump. Not because you hate Trump, okay? And I don't. Or you hate think he's Trump, bad for the know? country or whatever. But if, I'm saying, what makes you think that Biden would be any better? Because he's a decent human being. He's always been a decent human being. Mm -hmm. I don't think Donald Trump is a decent human being. I don't think Donald Trump has ever done anything. We did a lot of speed. That was speed. What's that? You're aware of that, right? That's a good story for this podcast. He's on speed. Yeah. Well, Adderall. Okay, I was going to tell you, but it's an interesting topic. Go ahead. No, I want to hear about that. I just want to finish my my thought here that that, uh, he's never uh, done anything that wasn't entirely in his self interest. Like, you won't find one thing where he made a great donation and didn't get paid back for it in one way or another, Mm -hmm. or championed some cause or something. It's it's only been what benefits him at any point. And he's just, he he has shown to to be, to have no um, uh, ethics as as far as I could see. He's he's a bad guy. Jason made a good point. And Biden's a good guy, you know? Yeah. 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 Everybody has skeletons, but Jason made a good point about uh, him bringing home hostages and people stuck in North Korea and in place like that. What, so yes, it could be interpreted as as self gain, yeah. doing something just That's for, fair. for your image. But, That's fair. That's but fair. whether it's a political, um, you know, um, I guess uh, ice capade or whatever that he brings back, uh, you know, POWs or what have you. But the American people see that as him being a love for America and Americans when it comes to that. Um, where other people, uh, other past presidents, have always done a negotiation mm-hmm. and. We've always been had this standing order is we don't negotiate with terrorists and past presidents have done that um, where Trump, there's nothing that he's going to gain from. It's not he's a businessman and he's always been a businessman, whether it's for his own self-worth or not. But the things that he's doing is bringing back money, whether it's to the United States and, and holding other countries accountable for the money that they've borrowed from us, let's say. Which well, that's the, which is that's not the appearance. Well, that's well let me say this. That's not the bad part. The, the right, one thing yeah. you can't deny about Donald Trump is that he's turned the economy around. He's done Correct. things for the economy, and he's done things to, to I the don't benefit. Agree. I don't agree that well, he's turned us, it around. You could say that he that he hasn't interrupted uh, you know, the upward trajectory, but uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say he turned it around. There was nothing to turn around. It was in good shape, you know. Okay, we'll disagree a little bit on that one. Okay, Let's okay. just say this. He has been more focused on America. And it isn't that, that's not the part that makes him dangerous. I think the part that makes him dangerous is the way he's behaving right now. You know, mm-hmm. for people who are on the fence, you have to make a decision whether the economy and the, and the fact that he's stimulated the stock market and brought jobs mm-hmm. back and all that sort of thing outweighs the fact that he's been horrible during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And now he's saying that he wants to slow down testing so that we look like we have less cases. And That's his a joke. staff... There's a, a joke, though. Uh, well, his staff says it's a joke, <laughs> except he went on the news today and said, no, I'm not kidding. Yeah. That's what I want to do. And, yeah. and those yeah. kind of things, you know, he's... he. He's his own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, he has he tries to keep people around who keep his mouth out of trouble, but mm-hmm. he just can't stop. Yeah. So anything that he does that's good is overshadowed by what he does that's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Not even bad, just bizarre. And I, I think he does that on purpose to stay in the limelight. I mean, that's what he did when yeah. he was yeah. campaigning yeah. is all these controversial things that he did put put his name in everybody's mouth. 
Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, Donald Trump, this, whether it was that, negative or not. That's what he does. That's right. what he is great at that. Right. And, that and, and I've always said that he, Donald Trump will be happy as long as as he is the center of attention. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing right. that, that motivates him, you know? That's how I see it, you know? Right. And that plays into what narcissism. That's what narcissist most people here. are. Oh, he's like certainly that. narcissistic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, right. a, he's a stable yeah. genius, and because he's stable, you know, mm-hmm. he takes speed. You know, that's what you wanted to say something yeah. about that before. I wanted it's to hear that It's a very interesting too. topic, yeah. and it's, it's, I mean, it's obviously nothing's 100% confirmed, but right. there's a story that broke a few years back that, um, this reporter got a hold of a doctor that wrote prescription for base, base, basically methamph- or amphetamine, you know, Adderall speed, whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he was on it to lose weight, okay, to mm-hmm. a- suppress mm-hmm. his appetite. And apparently he was on it and he's on it, on it, mm-hmm. on it and, you know, and things got at hand. And the guy went as far as getting the, the Dwayne Reed records for where he's uh, filled the prescription. It was, it was a HIPAA violation. I don't know what the yeah, fuck. Really? But, yeah, but anyways, one, yeah. they broke the story and then some pictures surfaced. I mean, you guys remember the famous picture of him saying that he loves Mexicans eating the, the taco bowl? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. In the yeah. same office, he was, uh, I'm not sure if it was that picture or another one, but you can look in the background. They didn't try to blur it out or anything. But his drawer, his desk drawer was open and there was boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of like European Sudafed, which is like the real deal Mm -hmm. shit, like basically Uh speed. Really? So that explains a lot. His fucking mindset, how he's fucking out there and the fact that he never sleeps and he tweets all this weird, crazy shit. Like Mm -hmm. that's not, that's not good for our country either. Did you ever hear what, uh, did you ever hear that little clip of um, Lindsey Graham speaking about uh, Joe Biden? I don't think so. Maybe. I mean, he goes on and he says, if you don't love Joe Biden, there's something wrong with you. This is a guy who's just a, a good guy through and through. Blah, blah, blah. And he goes on and on and these little anecdotes about he helped this one and he did that and so on. And I mean, if it sounds like I'm kind of, you know, championing him a little bit. Well, I'm sure. I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I like him as a person. Yeah. I just yeah, don't think he's the right leader for the country. Well, I, I don't think, think he's the perfect leader either. I, I think he's got flaws. Well, yeah. I think that, you know, that it, it, it's just worth discussing. It just makes you wonder. Why don't the best and brightest ever rise to the top right. in the yeah. United States? We never get the best. We yeah. never get the brightest. Right. We never get the uh, the people yeah. who are. And I, it's a good point. Well, Jason or, or and I point. discussed this before you got here. Is I think what I told him is like, I think I've mentioned this before though. But is you know one when the Constitution was written and you know we had the first president George Washington. It's a little bit different setup back then. Mm-hmm. Okay, Slightly. nowadays you know everything's yeah. fucking changed, but. Okay, what's wrong with, I know a president has a cabinet and they have, you know, but what, what I, I think I told you, Glenn, is like, what about a council of elders? Like get like Elon Musk or somebody like a, a great thinker like that or get some uh, doctors like Fauci, you know, something like that. And just have them sit around six of them at a table, like the Knights of the Round Table. Well, they, they make do that. that they I do. Mean, they, but I mean, like, yeah, but I'm, saying, I'm saying not have one guy that, formal, can have, yeah. that has veto power and can just enact, yeah. you know, you have to get approval. You know, and you do sometimes. Oh, you mean to change the system? Just to do, to change the right, system a to little make, bit like that. Make yeah. it like not one guy has. Okay, but if you, if you have somebody who's off center or unbalanced yeah. or yeah. prone to misbehavior, who's going to pick that council of six? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then you wonder, like people like Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was he was out of his mind. He's very unstable. Mm-hmm. Right. He wouldn't be a good leader. No, but they would have said, wow, look at Steve Jobs. He mm-hmm. built this huge company and he's obviously a great businessman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he was sort of like an evil dictator. Oh, he was. And, you know, yeah. there's no getting around that. Mm-hmm. 
And so do you put him on a council like no, that? No, because but the, not even, but the, Elon Musk was a bad example because yeah, he's got like bipolar disorder. But but even so, is it is it is it still bad to have crazy people well, on, no, on if, a th- thing? No, not, not, to, not I mean, to act brilliant not, crazy people yes. to hear their side. Yes, you should. But I, you, yeah. you shouldn't. They shouldn't have power. You yes, should have yes. someone like a Supreme Court justice that's right. very fair and balanced and unbiased. Right. The best and brightest, maybe the, a business leader who runs a Fortune 500 company. Right. A doctor. Right. Lawyers. You know, but you know what the problem is? The problem, the problem is that it's very easy to sit down and say, here's the perfect system. We do this, well, we do this, we do this. No, but, but, I'm, yeah, but, but we could. We could come up with something that on paper looks absolutely perfect. Right. What's much more difficult to say, how do we make this slightly better? Mm-hmm. That's that's the hard part. That's where you need to be I'd really start smart with, and creative. I'd start with getting rid of uh, life terms for Supreme Court justices. I think that's I think that's a very reasonable thing to look at. I think it should be a lo- very long term. Yes, you know, so but that not. It, yeah, I, I don't years, know if I. Yeah, right. I don't yeah. know if I agree with that completely. Yeah. Simply because sure then you um, add a political element to the Supreme mm-hmm. Court. If you well, know, mm-hmm. but we have it now. Now yeah. they're just waiting for. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg to die, die so they yeah. get a point. Another yeah. reason to vote for Biden. You know? yeah. well, and, if and if not, you didn't have lifetime appointments, be, you have to worry about that. Yeah, but not because uh, not because I want the Supreme Court to be liberal or or uh, or conservative, mm-hmm. I, but because I want there to be balance. Because if she is replaced by mm-hmm. a hard liner conservative, mm-hmm. it will not be balanced. Mm-hmm. You know? so well, what's interesting about that, of course, is that in the past two decisions that have gone against yeah, is the president, yeah. it's actually. Yeah. His conservatives that right. turned yeah. against the, the I, position and that's of the very president. encouraging. That's very, I find that very yeah, encouraging. It is. Well, it's, it's encouraging for you because you're sort of a, a die-in-the-world Democrat. Mm-hmm. No, but I'm for not. the people in I'm the not. middle, the people not, that are I'm not. the people who I sit on the fence, and the people who, who the sit on the fence and make, yeah, yeah, and make a decision <laughs> based on the, the quality of the candidate. Right. Um, I mean, all in all. Nobody's going to be happy, and everybody right, will scrutinize exactly. who's on right. an elder uh, committee or what have you, because there's hidden agendas. People yeah. have their own agendas, what they're going for. Yeah. Um, has anybody ever heard of uh, Karen Bass? No. Mm-mm. So Karen Bass is the latest uh, potential running mate for uh, Joe Biden, a huh. black female. Never heard of her before. I have yeah. no idea. But when we're talking about, I was talking about, um, it's going to be very interesting of who his running mate is, of who's going to be voting yeah. for Biden or, or so Trump. Who is she? I don't know. <laughs> I, I only saw the news report and I just I just looked it up to see what the name was because I couldn't associate the name. But I haven't looked to see who she is or what she's done That'll or where she's from. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I frankly think Camilla Harris is perfect if you want him to win right the problem yeah. is it doesn't pander to the extreme right progressives the extreme left they don't like her she was a prosecutor right she was a state attorney yeah. general so she doesn't appeal to the um, progressives mm-hmm. but she will appeal to the mm-hmm. fence sitters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know well you know i don't i don't know if i could vote for trump again but i like that camilla harris she's yeah. very centrist right. i'm nervous about whoever you're talking about only because i haven't heard of yeah, her because s- if i haven't heard of her that means yeah. that she can't have a real lot of experience and when you pick a a, a vice president mm. you're picking a president you know right. you're picking somebody who who's supposed to be qualified that's why i i was like so many people were absolutely out of their mind about sarah palin well they got oh, and barack obama through yeah. what's that they got barack obama through yeah. he had no experience well, yeah. the, well it, you don't want someone who has 40 years of experience well that's either. the thing because they they yeah, feel like, eight, like we said years in 40 years yeah. in, in politics well, four and, years I'm and sorry. they haven't gotten yes. shit done right yeah. some of them in some right. cases yeah and they're beholden to all bunch of lobbyists and cronies a good old boy network they grew up through the poli- world of politics no i get mm. that but so. you should be able to say 
the reason that this person would be able to step right into the presidency is because you should be able to make that case easily. That's mm-hmm. all yes. I'm saying. Yeah. I, I get your point. But, you know? our, but our last remember two Dan, presidents. Remember Dan Quayle? Oh, yes. That was another yeah. joke. Or what yeah, about you know? I mean, Bob Dole? Seriously, which, which of our last two presidents had that kind of basis of experience? They didn't. Right. Neither Barack Obama Barack. was a freshman senator. And yeah. Donald Trump, Trump ran uh, whatever Nothing. that show is. Yeah, but speaking of uh, extremists, uh, we were, you guys were talking about the extreme, you know, one side or the other. Um, I think it's funny, uh, the extreme left is kind of tar- starting to cannibalize itself and turn against each other. Because now you got, have you heard of third wave, third wave feminism? No. Okay, yeah. it's like the newest version of feminism, and it's like Uh-oh. more extreme than before. And now you got people that have been outspoken that have written numerous books, 20, 30 books on the subject, right? Mm-hmm. Coming out saying, you guys are fucking crazy. You're out of your mind. You're full of shit. What are you guys doing? You're ruining the movement. Yeah, yeah. So they're going a little bit too far, as we've uh, discussed on this podcast many times. Yeah. So, I mean, yes. So, uh-huh. so Karen Bass, yeah. Karen Ruth Bass is 66 years old, and she's an American politician serving as the U.S. representative for California. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Mm-hmm. The 37th con- uh, Congressional District. <laughs> what do you have against California? <laughs> yeah, because they're the most liberal left. I, I don't even. I don't. They should be their own country. There's a lot. <laughs> there's so a lot Texas, of, but the other way. Yeah, the other way. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of wacky stuff, but there's a lot of very uh, Republican counties. Oh, here sure. There well, there is. Yeah, yeah, there, there is. is. But when you always hear the negative that no, comes yeah. out, especially against the Democratic Party. Well, look what yeah, Seattle. Look these, what happened in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Seattle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they crazy. got the Chaz. But what's interesting is. Is now we have an election cycle going on, obviously, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of primaries. But what's happening is that you have uh, middle-of-the-road Democrats who are ups, um, unseating Republicans. Right. But you're also seeing progressives now are losing their uh, positions to mm-hmm. more moderate Democrats. Right. Too many nuts. Too many nuts mm-hmm. in, in the, on the left. Uh, they, they're just like, you know, all this taking down every statue yeah. that has any, right. any, that can remotely be connected to something. Right. It's just, well, that, it's, that it's, Teddy it's Roosevelt, he was, yeah. a, he was a bastard, wasn't he? That was one of my favorite presidents. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I mean, and probably the most quoted president in history. Right. And they, well, have, they have to take down his uh, statue in New York. Right. The thing, though, yeah. that particular statue was a little weird. If, we, if you look it. was at weird because it's him with an Native American on the back. They, That's right. they look like his pet dogs or something. That, yeah. that was a little weird, but but uh, but the other stuff. I mean, like I thought it was heartbreaking when you see them, you know, taking down statues of. Yeah. Uh, of Washington, Washington and Jefferson. And yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like that. That's come on, come on. You, these are these are our founding fathers. <laughs> yeah. But the problem know? is, you know, yeah, they, they, they were high, they had flaws. Everybody has flaws. But we, you know? we keep forgetting this as as a society. I think is that the Civil War was when the slaves were free. There was emancipation. Mm-hmm. How many generations ago is that? Yeah, that's only three to four generations ago. Right. It's nothing. Yep. Yeah. My grandmother was born in 1879, mm-hmm. so her parents were born during that time. So it's, gener- it's really three generations, right. mm-hmm. maybe four. Mm-hmm. That's not very long ago, historically. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in, in the annals of time, it's nothing. It's, nothing. A, it's a grain of sand. Right. It's a, mm-hmm. a flash. Yeah. Such mm-hmm. a quick thing. Three, yeah. life, three or four lifetimes back to back. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to imagine because yeah. we don't live that way anymore. You no, know? Right. It's changed and, dramatically. But why should we be, uh, uh, let's say for white males or white people in general, why should we be held accountable for what our, our you know, generations have done where we, we have no involvement? We in shouldn't it. if we behave reasonably correct but you know well is that is that the even the question though like like are we being asked to be accountable yes or let me just finish the question go ahead or are we really being asked 
to be sensitive to the reality of what's going on today. Well, again, we talk you about know? the fringe. There's a fringe movement now yeah. for reparations. Yeah, I was right, right. Say, that's re- where I was going to go yeah, with reparations. Like, and uh, it, well, I, I, I shouldn't feel like I would have to pay into that or my no. government pay into that because of what happened 100, mm-hmm. 200, 300 years ago. I, 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 I'm thinking, I respect well, everybody well, the same. Well, sure. here's my thing yeah. is like I want th- this thought popped in my head the other day is, OK, you know how we have the gave the Native Americans uh, access to you know, right. casinos yeah, or whatever. Casinos, yeah. So remember the reparation, the whole argument was 40 acres and a mule. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So do you think just as, as a thought experiment, do you think if that, that would have went through, do you think things would have been different? Went back when slavery was, you know, if the they mess. got their forty acres yes. and a mule. What do you think things would have been differently? They wouldn't no. be able to build generational wealth and things would have I, been. No, different. it's possible. It's no, possible. I think I think not. Okay. And I think the problem today still the one thing that remains is that we want an instantaneous change to a long term right. problem. Yeah. Right. So you you take slaves, people who were enslaved their entire lives, they were living. In Africa, they got captured like animals, and they got mm-hmm. brought here mm-hmm. by their own people. Okay, so By now you're going to give them yeah. 40 acres and a mule, and they're going to scratch their head and go, "What do I do now?" Because they're not educated, they didn't learn to read and write, yeah. they didn't learn how to manage that. That all they knew was well. This I, one mean, task. I guess the idea would be though that in addition to the 40 acres and a mule, well, you I don't know, think you... that was the plan. The plan okay, was right, okay, right. you have 40 acres and a mule. Okay, so we have the same thing now. I mean. In, in our line of work, we deal with a lot of clients who are African-American and come from some very poor backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, unless you educate the children, mm-hmm. yeah. the next generation is not going to be any better off than this generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was a cop for a really long time. And I can tell you that you know I would have these um, little African-American kids who would steal in a store and I'd take them home. And I can tell you that the living conditions were horrible. Mm-hmm. There were junkies in the house. Maybe their or, or mothers were uh, prostitutes. Whatever, whatever. It was terrible living conditions. And the little kids will look at you. And it breaks your heart because mm-hmm. you're thinking, what am I returning them to? You mm-hmm. want to take them home right. where, they could, where they can get an education and make sure they go to school. And mm-hmm. So it's, it's a generational thing that we'd have to somehow figure out how to break that chain mm-hmm. of failure, that chain of poverty. And you're not going to do it instantaneously it's got to mm-hmm. be something that it requires more it, effort in my mind it's 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 almost like okay guys you're not slaves anymore but we have this neat new system where you all got to live here <laughs> you don't have access to the same thing we have access to but you're free you're free and well, some of what, you that's some what of happened you can thri- I, mean, I know yeah right okay, some of you can happened. thrive right <laughs> yeah. right and then you got people say oh no just pull yourself up by your bootstraps yeah. well everybody's not in the same starting blocks and you get dealt the cards you get you're, you're dealt with and you gotta make the most out of them right. i understand that and, and a lot of people can but sometimes you get as growing up you know like you're not even a human being when you're a 16 17 year old male mm-hmm. you know we can all agree mm-hmm. we've done some fucked up things so you do something <laughs> yeah. wrong right mm-hmm. and it ruins if you're black it ruins your whole life and you're mm-hmm. you, you know then you like if you have a young father they have kids younger mm-hmm. they don't have edu- same education right i mean there's ex- multiple experiments where the people go to certain schools that are like incredibly awesome charter schools in new york mm-hmm. and they pick less fortunate kids and those kids thrive mm-hmm. and their acceptance rates to college is 90 percent mm-hmm. and they go on to be you know graduate magna, magna cum laude yeah and they have great things so that's right there a little tiny is the sample size isn't big enough yeah but if you they know have what schools in there if they have yeah. schools in their community yeah uh what's the difference the teachers are teachers so are they putting less educated teachers in there to it's teach just, the kids it's or just they... hundreds of years of yeah, in some cases, yes, New York City, that happens. Mm-hmm. You know, teachers get sort of demoted to the schools that aren't pristine. But I think also that um, it's more than that. And I know what Anthony is saying, but what I just said before, if you go to school and you think, wow, this is wonderful, mm-hmm. and you go home and you get beaten by your parents right. and there's nothing to eat in the refrigerator, yeah. and 
there's somebody out on the street will give you a hundred bucks if you take this pile of money or this, this bag of drugs whatever, yeah mm-hmm. and you're thinking wait a second why am i bothering going to school yeah why i can make a thousand dollars a week right doing Take this it. and you know it's that whole gangbanger mentality right. everybody wants to belong we're pack animals by nature yes. yeah. you yeah. know we all want to have circles of friends we want to have uh people who support us who think like us mm-hmm. you know um you know, it's a song for uh, Stop Light King, Red Light King uh, song. You know, I go to war with the brothers I trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's their mentality. And right. that is a human mentality. A sense well, of belonging. Well, let's, let's break this down a little bit. Okay, so Jason and I are both part Irish. Alan and I are part Italian. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we all came over here as immigrants, right? Sure. And Jason and my, I talked about we were slaves. My yeah. grandparents all came over as immigrants. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. so mine did too. I'm mm-hmm. from Sicily. And, okay, I'm, so, I'm first generation. Okay, mm-hmm. so so you're an sure. immigrant as well. But, 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 <laughs> Overachiever. Norwegian's, yeah. Norwegian's a little bit different because <laughs> for some reason, whatever reason maybe you could tell me the irish were treated like shit even though we looked white right okay and the italians didn't look white as al said before this and so, we norwegians had it good because we're superior yeah 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 <laughs> you guys just, you, <laughs> take, you, guys well, you take, laugh but they're perceived as superior you yeah. know they have a, a, they had a different culture they're very white yeah. predominantly, <laughs> it's, all, it's all that it's all that Vikings. predominantly blonde and, and yeah. right yeah, and i mean if, if it's it's one of those things you know they were more welcomed right than the italians you know we talk about this we've talked about it in a prior podcast they came over a my grandparents also. who were italian eating mushrooms were swarthy people, right? they were they were dark yeah. they were yeah, dark skinned right. yeah and they got Mm-hmm. Know, they, they people knew they were Italians mm-hmm. before they even opened their mouths. Oh, those yeah. Italians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the question the, becomes: well, the question I was going with that is the question becomes: so we were all came over here, we got treated like shit. Some of us were slaves, and then the Irish people, I could see why. You know, they became police officers and firefighters and stuff, mm-hmm. and they stuck together just like the black people did. You stick with your tribe, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But what do you, you just said? Some of us were slaves. Yeah, the Irish, the Irish people were slaves. slaves. I don't think that's true. Yes, yeah, it is so true. Not, I've known well, slaves in uh, America, besides if, the Native if Americans. They were, they were paid uh, half of a loaf of braid. Oh, okay. Okay. Are, no, but, so but, but indentured, yes. So, yeah. okay, whatever. So, it, it really is word. different, though. But, but is, I, I get your is. point. They were treated very horribly. So horribly. That, that's the main okay, thing. Okay, so, excuse, yeah. me, excuse me. Okay, so, before we go any further, what about the Chinese? Were they slaves or were they indentured servants? They were pretty much slaves. Well, I get the point. You know, okay. it, it, there Se- is semantics, but yeah. not really mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Anyway, so, okay, but the Irish would be able to stick together. They were, mm-hmm. I, I get it with them, like they looked white. So mm-hmm. they were able to mesh in with society right. and, you know, you know, stick together with <laughs> Italians. Yes, you know, they made it out too, but they did it in their only way, La Cosa Nostra. <laughs> so the, the <laughs> they blacks, hung out they with the Irish, the, though, yeah, right. the intermen. And so did, some, so did some blacks and Jewish people <laughs> right. too. Mm-hmm. So, so what is it about that race that like there was, you can't say, I think it's, they get, they go home and they get beaten. They love school. They fall in love with school and they go home and they're not in a great environment and their mom's on crack because of drugs, but you got to keep going back and keep digging. Why are they treated like shit when they come home? Why is the mother so upset? Mm-hmm. Is it because the father got arrested for drugs? Or no father at all. Or no father. Because right. why or, is there no father? Because he's in jail or did mm-hmm. he get shot? So it keeps, go, keep going back and up, back and up, right. back and, and, then, up, and, and then, why? Right. And then what do you do? Do you then take them out of their environment? You, you're not, it's, no, it's not fair to I'm take kids. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's yeah, the point. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just being, yeah. you know, like to dig a sort of uh, a little deeper thought about the whole thing is that you know you can't take them out of their environments these are their parents you can't separate parents from their kids and kids from their parents right so how do you overcome this that's the question it's a you know and it's it is probably four or five generations deep and and you're thinking well you touched you touched on it before about how how uh when they give 
these uh, African American kids and other minorities a chance, you know, for in these good schools and so on. Mm -hmm. And that touches on what you said about reparations. When we when we hear reparations, we tend to say something like, you know, what my family's only been in this country for X amount of years. I had nothing to do with slavery. That's understandable, okay. But the funny thing is, the interesting thing is, when you talk to um, most, not all, but most African Americans, when the subject of reparations come up, one of the first things that they usually say is, we're not talking about just giving people money. Mm-hmm. We're talking about reparations like a chance to go to finer schools, a chance for this, a chance for that. It's it's a it's a bad, liberals are great at, at um, at using the worst terminology right. imaginable. Mm-hmm. Reparations, why don't you just call it? It's, it's, like, it's like the, not to get into it, but it's like the defund police thing. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing they say is, well, we're not actually talking about defund the police. Yeah. You know, it, it's all... It's a catchphrase. But what about it's, a, affirmative just, action? That was a program well, that's put in place for, yeah. for people to flourish where they really weren't qualified. And right. I'm not just talking about black, I'm just talking about it anybody a, of color. Right, it was another... Government program designed for failure. Exactly. Our, our government yeah. has a bunch of those. Well, there's a wide range of that, though, Al. It wasn't. It was filled with some terrible ideas, mm-hmm. some mediocre ideas, some pretty good ideas, right. and so on. So Sounds like life, can. right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I can see that working, the mm-hmm. program working, if it was put in place right mm-hmm. by comparing the people that were going for those jobs as equals. Mm-hmm. Not because of the color and stuff, but if you had a college education here, this person had a college education. You had experience here, this person had experience. So if you had uh, candidates candidates of equal quality, and not, not so much the, the yeah, schools, but you're talking but, more right. about the result. You're talking about at the end at the end of the result, you do this. I'm talking more about affirmative action in terms of giving somebody who would not ordinarily have the opportunity to yeah. reach this point little extra, little extra, like. A tutoring program for those whose families earn less yeah. than this or who, who don't have a family member who ever went to college or something like that. So you're giving them something, but it, it's it's in the in the category of opportunity yeah. as opposed However, to, a, to free, a free pass right. or something. But, well, it's but, true for a certain thing, but if, if I'm a business owner, I want the top candidate right. that's yeah. going to flourish my yeah. business. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't want to take and do a, a training method the hope that they might be up to par in six months from now because now I just lost yeah, all that revenue. But think about how right. much different the world would be like, you know, as there's their geniuses come in all shapes, sizes, colors or whatever. Think about how many get gunned down, go to jail for drugs. Think about yeah. if you fostered it and try to help, the, you know, the, this country grow. Mm-hmm. Like I think we should bring the best and brightest to this country, yeah. manufacture things here yeah. and get back to that. Yeah. And then you you talked on affirmative action real quick. Mm-hmm. Is Are you aware of the, revert, the, the Harvard uh, racist discrimination lawsuit going on? Mm-mm. They're not letting mm-hmm. Asian people. They're, yes. be, they're, they're holding yes. Asian what? people to, yes. a high, to a higher standard because yeah. they do so well, and, and, and because they and because they, they have too many of them. Right? Like, what is that? What? That's, 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 that's insane. That is so crazy. It's insane. It's you know, a big lawsuit going it's on. It's not just now. racist, but it's a way to like to yeah. keep Talk about to keep yeah. the yeah. cream of the crop right from <laughs> giving uh, America the best we 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 can get. So go to Yale. But real quick, back to affirmative action. You know, when you have, and and this is just sort of. An anecdotal um, um, observation. Mm-hmm. You had a a time when they were sort of just making affirmative action mandatory, and mm-hmm. people were really resistant to it. Mm-hmm. And what you were seeing was people that owned stores, for example, mm-hmm. who were putting people on cash registers who couldn't count. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you get frustrated customers, and you get a long line. Mm-hmm. And it was just an opportunity for fire them. Mm-hmm. Right. And saying, look, you know, 
they can't do the, yeah. the job. I hired them because of affirmative action. Right. They couldn't do the job. Uh-huh. But by the same token, they never got the training. training right. Right. And you can't take somebody who's had a poor life, who's right. never gone to school, mm-hmm. who can't count, and put them on a cash register. Right. Right. If you do that, you're intentionally making them fail. Set them up for they could make yeah. furniture, right. though, maybe. They could make furniture. Yeah. yeah. Or they could learn, for example, construction. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. construction is, is a... Well, they could go into politics. Well, they could go into politics. <laughs> yeah. Or like yeah. we talked earlier, plumbing, trades. Well, a trade. And, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, let's just take, for example, um, the uh, jail population. There's no rehabilitation that's in there. It's just mm-hmm. incarceration. Mm-hmm. That's sure. all it is. Right. If they put the trades in there and they were able to bring the people out that they had something to look forward to when they were out that they can make a living, then a lot of those problems would be, I would think, would would disappear because they would be able to uh, fend for themselves, uh, make a good living, and and move out of the area that they grew up in. I mean, my mom was a single mom, and we really didn't have much money, but my mom never thought about moving into a low-income area that wasn't made up of our own kind. And, Mm -hmm. And you see a lot of the race, especially like black race, they all congregate to an area because that's where they feel comfortable, but nobody ever gets out of that situation. I shouldn't say nobody, but a lot of times they don't get out of that situation because it's comfort zone and they're used to that way of living and they're, they don't know a different way of living. Right. I think that's, I think that's the case for everybody. Including us. I came from a very poor background. My father right. was a cripple, mm-hmm. had a bad leg, mm-hmm. had a limp his whole life and um, never finished school, mm-hmm. worked in a factory but I never thought that was going to be me. Right. No, but you've done fine. But on the other hand, you probably never uh, had a passing thought of like, yeah, I'll have a, I'll have like an, a twelve million dollar mansion someday and a yacht. Sure, yeah, because it's not in your in your thing. No. Now, somebody like Donald Trump or somebody who grew up with that, right? They think that's their birthright. Well, he got that know? million dollar right. uh, yeah, slow yeah, loan. Yeah, yeah. You guys, yeah. so what about yeah. all the black rappers yeah. that come from nothing and they fantasize about a Patek Philippe in a in a Bentley Musson and well, they, in a mansion? Yeah, no, there are exceptions, and yeah. and perhaps that has something to do with the visualization. But, and all but that stuff. You, did you, I don't know if you grew up poor or wealthy, but what's wrong with a Maserati or Ferrari? What's wrong, wrong with, with goals? I don't. You just saying question. you're saying it, you wouldn't have that thought if you've never been around it, right? But what about what you see in TVs and movies? I'm sure yeah, there's right. a lot of I'm poor s- kids that, that fantasize about that. Well, what I what I meant was what is that? What I meant was that you would never have the thought that I am entitled oh, to this. Entitled, this yeah. is supposed yeah. to happen right. for me, right. and you know, I expect when I grow up, I expect to live in a mansion. You know, yeah. so it, it's it, it, it's different. And I've said it before: the same. If you if you went to uh, Walmart, you know, and you see the people working 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 in Walmart, they if you ask them, they would say, "No, this is pretty much what I yeah, expect." They're in my, comfort this, zones. This is right. kind of what I you know. This is kind of what, what my, Jason said you know, was a great idea too about having trades and prison and stuff reformed. Yeah, they, what they need to do though is once your debt to society is paid, mm-hmm. you need to not be it be held against you to such a hard degree. Like when a felon gets out, they create you know they have a burglary or something yeah. gone wrong. They go out drinking and they get in trouble. Yeah. They go to prison for a felony, learn a trade, great. And a lot of construction companies do hire yeah. felons. Well, but we should, should be check like out hey, the, the Norway penal system. What, 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 it's, they just cut it's like it's like it's like so different. The, the whole concept has has nothing to do with punishment whatsoever. It's all it basically the the mindset is somebody gets in trouble, they get sentenced to something, and from there on, it's like, what happened? What did, why did you do that? Yeah, that's not you. That's not, why? Well, and and, and it's all rehabilitation. The whole it's problem. all it, yeah. it, everyone is treated with respect. I'm not saying it would work here. I'm it not saying wouldn't. it's the. I'm not saying it's the most ideal, perfect thing, mm-hmm. but it's kind of interesting. And it, there might be a couple of some things that we could pick from. But it's com- two, yeah. completely two quick different, things. Two quick know? things about that. 
mm-hmm. they um, number one is a homogenous society for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a white, blonde-haired right. Nordic society. It's a very small country, mm-hmm. the size of yeah. New Jersey, maybe. Right. But the other thing is that they also, it turns out, have skewed their numbers. They have a system for rehabilitation. And the more, if you, it's almost like school, you advance in rehabilitation. Right. So when they finally graduate you out, you are in that select group mm-hmm. that is not going to be recidiv, is not going to have recidivism. Okay. Right. Oh, yes. Yes. You are going to succeed. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't mention how many people don't make it to that point and end up slipping right back, back or going right. back to okay. uh, mm-hmm. long-term incarceration mm-hmm. or failure. Mm-hmm. But they, they do tout that one particular group. And it is a wonderful thing. If they, if they could generate 10% of the, the population of the prisons mm-hmm. out with no recidivism, yeah. mm-hmm. that's phenomenal. Well, they don't have much of a, of a uh, uh, support dr- system after drinking uh, DUI yeah, right. problem there. You know why? <laughs> to take boats? <laughs> no. Yeah. no. Why? Because if you get uh, caught uh, drunk driving, you never drive again. Oh, yeah, really? I, have oh, a friend, that's it. Yeah. I have a friend from Finland who said that it's, it's, a, it's very serious incarceration in Finland. Yeah. DUI, you go to jail for a long time. Oh, mm-hmm. really? And because of that, everybody yeah. walks or takes cabs. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, you know, the, the thing of it is with the um, recidivism is, you know, I was just Pro- picking a word that's hard to say because yeah, I had I to say problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think everybody has a hard that time with that word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing of it, I, and, and I heard this from from a, a person who was incarcerated uh, that came out and said, you know, if probation was more of a support system, and then instead of just you call in, how are you doing this and that, mm-hmm. but almost like a mentor, mm-hmm. they yeah. go to your job, check you out. Do you like need AA. anything? There's a life. How many? How many? Um, clients does a probation officer have yes probably tons. each about 200 yes wow. Wow. and they, they have to visit and they right. have to visit them once, once a month yeah it's it's mm. a it's horrible horrible but do you system. put the money in okay so talk about defunding police is the common thing but you take some of that the the money resources and you put it to more probation officers that mm. might be and here's the crazy thing to be a probation officer you have to have a four-year degree and they get paid peanuts mm. to be a wow. police officer you don't need a degree and they make a pretty good wage yes so mm. why not reverse the two right and then and have the uh the probation officer also uh, have maybe a degree in uh, psychology or or you know and and make a mentors where there's plenty of them. You know what the problem in with New that York, is? That's too logical. Yes, your right. solution is too logical. Too, too logical. Yeah, you don't want to put me in the uh, the race for uh, any kind of seat. <laughs> Where does logic come into this? <laughs> right. But it would make sense if you had somebody uh, had a very small caseload, let's say four or five people, and they were able to monitor after they got out of prison, they learned to trade to make sure that, you know, they're not they're not committing crimes, um, that their bosses is just as in buy in with the program as the jail system is. And the boss makes uh, calls to the probation officer. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, uh, you know, Johnny is really uh, seem kind of weird today or something like that. Well, all of a sudden now the probation officer is going to Johnny after work and say, everything. All right. You had a bad day today. Like what, what what's going on and kind of staying on top yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. And realistically you could give each uh, probation officer 60 parolees, right, pro- right, probationers right. or whatever. Yeah. And they could visit yeah, one two, in the morning, one in the afternoon. Right, they hit yeah. all 60 of them during the course of the month. month yeah. And they could be more involved. It, it, yeah. Yeah. The system and that has makes a sense. like freedom to me. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm joking. But no, yeah, no, it, no, it would but, help. But yeah, it, it, damn, that would suck. Yeah. I mean, it would. Yeah, but it would the thing help, of though. it is, is it you're, 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 you're paying for your yes. crime. Yes. And you're hoping that you don't commit that crime or go back into a life of crime. What do you think about that, though? Like when you pay your debt to society, you serve 20 years for armed robbery or whatever, and you get out. 
do you think you should be able to get back into society and get a job or should well, you be held against you It's hard. It's hard. That's what I'm saying. Do you yeah, guys think there should be a change? I know there? Jason and I are certainly on the same page in this mm-hmm. from having a long law enforcement career. Yes. But the, the fact of the matter is these people come out completely ill-prepared. Right. Imagine you went to uh, prison 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, true. And you true. came out now. True. And cell you have phones. to Right. Cell so it's not just a felony. It's yeah. They don't know what the hell is going on. The right. world has changed. Okay. Yeah. That you makes know, sense. It's like those it, shows that they used to have on where somebody from the, the West, the Wild West, would, would come and pop into a modern society. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, somebody's yeah. been in jail for 20 years. The world has changed I've never yeah. looked at it that way. That yeah. makes complete sense. Yeah. It, it, they're not prepared. Nobody's preparing them for coming back out into the society. No, maybe they should. Maybe they should give them little courses. How do you cell phones and what's going on well that, yeah that too but you know what probably would be what would be a good idea also is like when they get out like maybe over a six month like additional probation period you know they get um life skills well they get mm-hmm. license but also like some type of a, of like official analysis so that somebody can say you know this person is truly rehabilitated mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. give them a, a point scale you know mm-hmm. like a 10 is like well this guy's made a remarkable yeah. whatever you know yeah. and some people because an employer i would think that an employer should have the right to know yeah of that, course that somebody has been violent or right. whatever right. you know Absolutely, and yeah. then they can look at this and say okay well, he did something horrible yeah. but this guy is saying like maybe even on a video yeah. thing like well, that, that this guy is really stepped it up you know let's, let's expand like this that, whole maybe, concept you know, for just one second know. you know the problem is, is as a society we've we've gotten away and, and this defund police although it's a stupid saying right their theory is it wrong think about our high schools for example mm-hmm. when we went to high school there were life skills mm-hmm. we learned life skills they yeah, taught you yeah. how to balance a checkbook and um, homemaking whatever it was I mean I'm not saying that that was perfect but the fact <laughs> is in some ways they prepared you for life as an adult mm-hmm. yeah. and they also had the arts the arts are gone from the schools yes. Bri- yeah. driver edges driver oh, yeah. edges gone from the schools yeah. Uh, physical fitness, the gym classes are yeah. almost all gone. Recess, but they've added but they've added putting a condom on a banana. Though, yeah. you know? yeah. That's very important. I think Pornhub solves that for most yeah, people yeah. nowadays. But, yeah. but really quick, since I have two police uh, ex-police officers here with me, um, I've heard a lot of people talking about um, how this is going to affect the, the force going forward because who the hell is going to want to be a police officer? I mean, I think it, one, things will pass over, but do you think mm-hmm. that's going to be an issue for a while? I think yes. Anything. Everybody is change is always difficult. Yeah. And you know, I came onto law enforcement when we weren't militarized at all. Mm-hmm. You know, you wore a uniform that was restrictive in many mm-hmm. ways because it was dress pants and a tie, and mm-hmm. you know, you carried one sidearm, right? And you portrayed a different image to the public mm-hmm. than is being portrayed now. Jason, and I'm sure he'll speak to this, came to a different time where he was right at the heart of militarization. Right. After 9-11, mm-hmm. law, mm-hmm. and I was just coming out then, so law enforcement uh, changed completely. Mm-hmm. And now we're no longer the citizen police officers or the police officers who mm-hmm. have that community feeling. Oh, look, there's yeah. our police officer. Right? Right, right. Now it's an occupying army in many regards. Right. Yeah, it, you know, you, you almost became enforcers of the law instead of your community policing officers. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I've, I've said this many times, and, and Al and I have talked about it. You know, one of the policies that I wanted to continue with the police department um, was when officers were in their patrol car as they drove around with their windows down. Mm-hmm. You're more accessible. You can hear things. Mm-hmm. You're, people didn't feel afraid to come up to your car if you're parked in a parking lot mm-hmm. because the windows are down. Mm-hmm. Well, Somehow it all changed where they allowed officers to ride around with the windows up, their uh, cell phone in their ear, the music. On, so they have now mm-hmm. separated themselves from the community and they become a box mm. that's not approachable. 
And people right. always feel like, ah, I don't want to go knock on the guy's window because I don't know if he's busy or I don't want to get in trouble. You know, yeah. you weren't <laughs> the officer was not accessible anymore. So now they became a separate entity of us against them. Right. And, um, you know, and you uh, guys look like Call of Duty instead of Mr. Rogers. Yeah. So now. when yeah. the officer got yeah. out of the car, they got yeah. the tack vest on. Yeah. They, they have two or three sidearms now, you know, yeah. two, one visible, two hidden, wow. all this other gear tasers spray aspect you know and body cameras and it's very intimidating looking and especially as a kid i remember growing up and seeing a police officer and i used to tell all the neighborhood kids oh that's my uncle because i, I was like mm. i was intrigued with the officer I, I wanted people to know that i had cops in my you know yeah. my family even though they weren't yeah. what about all those tv shows when we were kid well maybe not you but when we were kid what um officer joe bolton do you remember yeah him? sure and stuff like that, the, the friendly yeah the friend, cop the friendly yeah. cop with the little thing he'd be oh yeah 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 and 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 you know especially as little kids they looked at officers as like their idol like mm -hmm. oh right. they're, they're great they protect everything and then mm -hmm. we got away from it where kids are like, mm. because this is what happens. Yeah, You're in a restaurant, say, yeah. right? And your kid's not behaving. And the police officer's sitting over there and mom says to dad or says to the kid, if you don't behave, I'm going to tell him, right. yeah. uh, yeah. you know, and he's going to take you to jail. Well, yeah. now you just put fear in the kid. So every time mm. he sees Why, a police officer, it's like, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, then you're part of the problem. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <what I'm saying. laughs> but it's true. You know, when you, when you militarize <laughs> the police, yeah. it, it just changes. You become like an occupying army. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. even like in our, our uh, patrol officers, nobody ever discouraged them from going to restaurants and districts right. and eating yeah it's mm -hmm. you know yeah be a part of the community be part of the community yeah. be involved you know yeah. we always had uh you know uh, cops out at all the events and yeah. bicycle rodeos oh, yeah, and anything yeah, yeah. like that and yeah. now we've become this this group that you know when they get out it is call of duty you're right they yeah. look like that they, they look they, like that yeah the local cops own tanks yeah right you know they have urban right. assault vehicles i saw they that have this one of the and that. cape cops told me that yeah, he showed yeah. me i was like Geez. and they got flat tops too i just don't yeah, understand yeah. that that's militarized uh look they look you know? like yeah yeah <laughs> you know mm -hmm. a little little side note on history where it, where it became a community type policing uh, where the whole uh, free donuts, Dunkin' Donuts, cops love donuts. Yeah. Well, diners, they didn't want to get robbed back in the day, so they would invite the officers that were on the night shift to have coffee, mm. and they usually had pastries or donuts Smart, and stuff, yeah. and yeah. they wouldn't charge the cops because they got right. free you know, the, the patrol right. car is out there. The cop was in there. They didn't well, get the robbed. Midnight, or yeah. they give Luigi cannolis. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. When, I was, when yeah. I was a cop in New Jersey, there's a lot of diners in New yeah. Jersey. And yeah. on the midnight shift, the cops would just like rotate through the yeah. diners. right. Yeah. And it really did. He's right. Mm -hmm. uh, Jason's right. That it really does help. It does. It deterred. It does. It yeah. deterred, right. They probably, yeah. You they, see cops they can't everywhere. Do that like, anymore, though, right? Why not? They probably, do oh. they do that? In, so? uh, they, they do, but they lumped it into gratuity. And yeah. even you taking a cup of coffee right. could be a violation of your policy That's, of accepting uh, gratuity. And, it's right. yeah. and cops stopped doing it because right. they didn't want to violate policy. And two, yeah. now they're standing around everybody else saying, oh, that cop's just getting donuts and coffee and right, right. You know, he's not yeah. doing his job. And right. then, and then right. it, it didn't, it didn't, uh -huh. it, it morphed into something that what is uh, originally be, was supposed right. to be. Right. The original reason for giving cops free food was mm -hmm. that they got paid so little. Mm -hmm. It's like a minister. Mm -hmm. You know, you mm -hmm. back in the mm -hmm. day when ministers got paid nothing or priests got paid nothing, mm -hmm. the family, one family a day would invite them over for dinner. Well, mm -hmm. they do with cops. Mm -hmm. They weren't making any money. Right. And so mm -hmm. they would give them free meals to sort of right. supplement. Mm -hmm. And that's how you kept 
Like especially like in the, in the days where we had those right. like uh, Deadwood places that were being built up. Mm-hmm. You know, and had now no they have jets. Right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like yeah. We got we're gonna react to one of those videos on your channel, Glenn. The <laughs> okay. one where they flip, flips out on the ET reporter. Uh huh. Yeah. So, I, there's demons on the But yeah. So uh, speaking of that, cops didn't get paid enough. Uh, uh, Tor Glenn's a huge Yankees fan, and that reminds me of the story I asked him if it was true that like the Yankees back in the day didn't make enough playing baseball to support themselves all year so they had to go out and get jobs mm-hmm. after the season was over almost all is that true all, yeah. oh, almost all of them that's almost interesting them. is that yeah. wild yeah it was a couple like like, what like maybe not mickey mantle you know maybe not yogi bear in the 50s really oh sure 50s early 60s yeah. that's why they well, wanted look, they to be were, red Sox. they were making they, <laughs> they were, make more money <laughs> yeah they were probably making the equivalent of um 40, I would say the average would be the equivalent today of like maybe, maybe $40,000 a year, you know, mm-hmm. so they would, which, you know, you can live on, but you yeah. can't live on great. So they would right. be bartenders in the, mm-hmm. in the off season or yeah, different cool. things like that. Most, yeah, most of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. But I think that was a good one. You guys, anything else you want to add? For this week uh yeah. look out for your video uh there's nothing stronger than love coming mm-hmm. soon mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to launch that and we have to have a discussion about the lighting situation i don't know if you read the text or not but it now was driving I'm, you crazy no no no, no <laughs> the lighting the, choosing which one choosing is which crazy. one yeah <laughs> but no but now that i found one now the question becomes do i want them and you want them i think that's the question i think that's now becomes a question because they're so cool i want them for myself too okay so we we'll might have to each out. buy our own yeah but i just just tell the people that it's coming it's gonna be really cool so yep yep all right, mm-hmm. anything you guys want to say before we wrap it up? No, I thought it was a, a nice uh, yeah. balanced yeah. discussion. I think the topics were uh, yeah. relevant, and I, I'm glad we did it. Yeah, nice little chat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if anything, yeah. whether you're Democrat, Republican, whatever, you got to go out and vote. Yes. Um, you, you don't yes. make a, a change if for, you don't for, vote, for if Biden. you don't participate. For Biden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sleepy Joe and uh, now uh, Karen Bass, nobody heard of. People died for your, that right for you to vote, so yeah, remember that. Absolutely. So, That's right. All yep. right, thanks, guys. Take care. Right, I'll see you next week. Thank Bye. you for listening to the Torcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Tor Glenn. Check him out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Tor Glenn. That's T-O-R-G-L-E-N-N. Please enjoy one of his original songs, This Love. This love is a perfect thing. This love can do anything. This love can go any place. This love can fill any space or time. What you understand That's what she told me When she took my hand I think you know me I live in everything And you will be everything When you live in me Throughout and this
Just put 